The Pittsburgh Steelers lost a terrible one to the New England Patriots, and it opens the door to a lot of conversations. We'll explore those on the Lockdown Steelers podcast, and including how accountability also applies to the head coach and the future of Mike Tomlin with the franchise. All that and more here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things in the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find the show on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making us your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by DoorDash. A few minutes ago, I placed my very own DoorDash order to get my favorite local meal from, you know, Big Shop Bob's. I needed to get my wings. And when you, get, when you get that, the best place to do that is on DoorDash. Place your order today by using promo code LOCKED23. Stay tuned for later in the episode to hear more about our friends at DoorDash. Steelers fans, let's talk about this game, y'all. And we'll talk about a lot more than just this game because, frankly, just mulling it over with just the game isn't enough for what we need to talk about with what's really going on with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I said last week, not even last week, just five days ago when the Steelers lost to on Sunday to the Cardinals. I said that was the worst loss of the season. This is now the worst loss of the season. The offense was putrid again. They had one real drive that went 80 yards. They had a terrible interception. Uh, there were more p- passes that should have been intercepted, some that should have been picked sixth. Uh, they, had t- they were stopped twice on fourth down. The defense allowed 21 points to Bailey Zappi, they had, and they missed basic stuff along the way. Their first touchdown was a, was a play where the Patriots used a pick and illegal, illegally used a pick. It wasn't illegal. It wasn't dirty. It was just smart smart design on their part. And Michael Walker and Joey Porter Jr. just didn't communicate on the play. They wouldn't know what they didn't pass each other off, and that allowed Ezekiel Elliott to walk into the end zone. Third, the third touchdown, Demonte KZ in position should make the interception. Completely misplays misplays the ball. Defense big letdown in the first half. Did to step up in the second half to keep the game to give the Steelers a chance to come back. On the flip side, offense, Trubisky, all game long, not not seeing guys. First play of the game, they call play action. Pickens is running down the middle, deep shot. There's no safety. Give him a chance. Nope, runs. Now he did run and get a first down on that play, but that was the that was the path that should have been there. Uh, on the fourth down play at the end of the game, when uh, when when he threw it deep to Deontay, he had Allen Robinson wide open over in the middle. It was within within a second. Needed to needed to see that. Didn't. And he even admitted on that play there were several options given to him. It wasn't designed just to go to Deontay Johnson. It was designed to give him several options, read the field, take what's there. He didn't He didn't do that. He said that he, he saw Pickens doubled on one side, so he thought Deontay Johnson would be open, and he missed entirely on the throw. Bad throws, bad rhythm, bad everything. Even slid too early on a third down in the red zone that led to a fourth down stop uh, just, just a play later. Uh, and there were still procedural prop penalties on offense. It just – abysmal abysmal across the board and it's just it's just an um, more sen- more similar things that we heard from after the cardinals games we talked to players and we talked about it on this show was it preparation was it execution did they not know what was coming were they surprised by anything that, that, that the cardinals did and we, and we we heard from the players like listen wasn't it wasn't that we didn't prepare for them we just didn't execute and some said they took them lightly on the on, on game day maybe they didn't execute as well there Okay, if that's if that's the case, fine. But then they 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 lose this game 
We asked players again, same thing. They didn't shoot, hit us with any, any, anything new. They didn't hit us with anything they didn't show on film. We didn't execute. So if execution keeps becoming the problem, how do you fix that? What do you do? I missed out on the Mike Tomlin press conference because I was trying to get into the Steelers locker room because I thought Cam Hayward was going to speak in there. Turned out he spoke at the podium. So I missed out on Mike Tomlin. But I got to talk to Cam Hayward, and I asked, I got to, I got to ask him the, the questions about that, and I felt like he gave some real answers. Here was Cam Hayward after the Steelers' loss addressing some of those questions about accountability within the Steelers and uh, you know what they what they need to do to execute better. Kim, you guys have you've been with this team through a lot of ups and downs over over the years. This feels like a unique position for you guys. Is there a change in anything that you guys have to institute as leaders to stop this? I think it's the stuff we talk about. I think it's just the execution lines. Um, you look when we were out there on defense um, early on. Uh, man, you can't give up twenty one points like that. Um, I don't care who it is. Tip your hat to them. They got the job done today. But man, there were mistakes out there all around, and um, you know, luckily we were able to get a lid on it later. But spot twenty-one points and having to dig yourself out of that hole is not something you're usually accustomed to in the NFL. You guys have talked a lot about how. You know, you guys, it, it wasn't anything new that you guys didn't see before. It wasn't a surprise that they caught you with. It's been about execution. And when that continues to be a problem, what has to change to get you guys over the hump of that execution? Either guys learn or, you know, you got to change who's in there. Um, you know, myself included. If I can't execute, then you got to take me out. Um, that's just the way the group rolls. Uh, that's the way we've always done. Um, but I think we have the capable men of doing that. Um, you know, I think... Uh, short week it comes down into those execution type of plays. Uh, Thursday games always come down to, you know, who can make the least amount of state mistakes. Uh, it's usually the team that wins on these, these uh, Thursday nights. Cam, how do you keep guys together through this negativity? Um, I think you keep guys together by being accountable. Um, not running from the mistakes. Have meetings tomorrow, um, but I'm not someone who's gonna shy away from what's going on. And hopefully, uh, a lot of our I know a lot of our guys are gonna think the same way. And you know, when we're out there or when we're in meetings, um, there's a there's a standard, there's a level of um, level of uh, play that needs to be accustomed to everybody. Um, and when we fall short, everybody's accountable. What did Mike say to you guys after after the game? Did, did he say anything different than what you've seen him say over the years? Uh, I, I don't think Mike T doesn't like to, you know. Um, I think Mike T likes to absorb the the film before he really makes a judgment, um, and I, I think that's fair. Uh, obviously, players are ticked off, mad about the game. But, you know, it's just about being smart with your words and, you know, getting back uh, in the lab and absorbing what's really going on. Uh, you know, you can't put a, you can't put a mask over this. Uh, this has been two ugly games that uh, we have to be accountable. Real words from a, from a real captain right there uh, and a real disappointed captain in Cam Hayward. And I think that those are, that's why I wanted to play 
all of those different answers because I think that he handled that very well. And I think he said the truth there. They have to, there has to be accountability. The Steelers have to hold themselves accountable. And they do. They they talk about that. We talked about that with Eddie Faulkner and how that they do they do that um before you know before. But the bottom line, we have to look at the bigger pic- bigger picture here. All things aside, this is the first time a winning team in NFL history had lost back-to-back home games to teams to, a t- to teams with at least eight losses, let alone 10 losses. And just like last week, there are legitimate t- questions now about Mike Tomlin and about how things are being handled right now and how the future needs to be handled with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'll get to those questions and more on the accountability part for the Pittsburgh Steelers right here on the Locked on Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Don't go anywhere. we got a lot to discuss. But first, we want to remind you this show is brought to you by DoorDash. Why root for your favorite team on an empty stomach when you order DoorDash right now, even for lunch? Hey, you may just want to be watch, watching other teams this weekend and, and root, root for certain teams. Maybe you got some good parlays out there. Well, don't don't root for the parlays on an empty stomach. Go get some DoorDash. When you order DoorDash, you can order anything you want. Pizza, wings, pop, burgers, or even just buns because you can not just order food from your favorite restaurants, but food, food from grocery stores and Targets and places like, places like that that allow you to get whatever you need right when you need it me i'm gonna enjoy some frank frank white wings i need some frank white wings after covering that game who that that's been in the past five days dealing with some of y'all negativity need me some frank white rings from big shot bobs that's why i use doordash because i can get me some big shot bobs or you can get yourself some primanis whatever you need DoorDash has got you. And right now, you can get 50% off up to $10 in value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and use the code LOCKED23, subject to change, terms and conditions apply. And remember, if you get a DoorDash pass, that means you can you can get free delivery on all eligible orders, not just for restaurants, but for groceries. Get prepared before game day and get on DoorDash. Remember, new customers get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $10 value. So get to get on that right now here on on DoorDash by downloading the DoorDash app and entering code LOCKED23. That's L O C K E D 23 subject to change terms and conditions apply. We're back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. We're continuing our discussion here after the Steelers' abysmal loss to the New England Patriots. One thing Cam Hayward mentioned, and that's accountability. And I think that's very important. And it's clear the Steelers are pointing things out. Eddie Faulkner, the new offensive coordinator, he talked about that. I played that clip, I believe, on the Wednesday episode with Jenna Harner when we were talking about it and going over what this how the Steelers do point you know they're pointing things out like hey when guys mess up they're held accountable in front of everybody and everyone knows what they have to do better and Hayward even acknowledged it in those in those comments there he said yeah we talk we talk about it so when it's called out and you know what's coming why do guys still fall short when you when when you are holding guys accountable accountable and so when you have that question when you keep holding guys accountable when you keep preparing and you keep knowing what's coming but you still fall short you then have two questions as to how things need to improve you have the first question is your talent bad do you just not have the guys to win in those situations or is there just no resonance with what the coaches are saying to get to reach to the players now that second part i think has some meat to it for sure 
especially after these last two last two losses. Let's address the first part real quick so we can get the talent part out the way. The Steelers are obviously lacking in talent in some really key areas, especially at quarterback. They have not had competent quarterback play all season. They've had clutch quarterback play at times from Kenny Pickett, but never a complete game, and that's a problem. Center's a big problem with Mason Cole. Safety is a problem with uh, outside of Minka Fitzpatrick. Linebacker's a problem right now because of injuries outside of a Landon Roberts. And, and I, I also say that defensive line has become a bigger problem because they're not getting enough off the blocks enough unless your name's Keanu Benton or Cam Hayward. I think that th that's also been a problem as well. So some of those are injuries, but some of those are also just from bad personnel situations. And I think that some of those ruin the flow of the team. Like quarterback and center, if those guys aren't working together, whether it's Cole's low snaps or poor blocking on, on pass on pass rushes or on run plays or you know or Trubisky's not seeing the field or Kenny's not seeing the field, that can ruin an entire offense. Like, you know, go back to what the Titans looked like before Ryan Tannehill showed up. Not that Ryan Tannehill's some amazing quarterback, but that standard, like that average quarterback play that he provided opened up the Titans offense with Derrick Henry and made them a playoff contender before uh, when, when they were before like not even in that conversation so that's what i'm talking about with how that kind of stuff that is real personnel issues that they're going through and the defense they have to kind of win in different ways because right now as far as off-ball guys that play in the middle part of the field, linebackers and safeties, the only two holding it down right now for the Steelers that can, with consistently good play in the middle there is Mika Fitzpatrick and Landon Roberts. They're doing a really good job, but Demonte KZ has been playing rough. It's a, tough to ask a lot of Michael Walker, uh, Blake Martinez, Mark Robinson, guys like that. They're hanging in there, but it's tough to expect, expect much when those guys are really practice squad dudes that are that are being propped up because the Steelers lost three linebackers. And uh, you know KZ and uh, Neil's on injured reserve. KZ, he's had some good, really good games at times this year, but I think he's also had some really bad ones, and I think this one was bad. I have to go back and look over everything in this game, but uh, I, I think the Steelers definitely missed Terrell Edmonds for the things that he brought to the table and helped his safety, and I said that might happen. So, obviously, talent is certainly an issue. That's something to address, but that's where Mike Tomlin falls into this because we can address the talent part, but we have to address the Steelers do have talent. They have guys like TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith, though he got hurt in this game. Um, you know, but they got guys like Cam Hayward. Uh, they, they, you know, Joey Porter Jr. has been has, has been good this year. Um, so where does Mike Tomlin fall into this as far as the part of resonating your message with your players when you're preparing each week? You, you're studying each week. You see what the Cardinals and the Patriots want to do and you practice it. You go over in the film study. You're ready on games. You, you know what looks are coming and then you still fall short so then what is it what's the what's the break off where where does that disconnect happen to bridge my way into that i want to tell you about a conversation i actually had with a person who i met uh i've met a few times now this year uh in the tunnel uh waiting for the steelers to come off the field at the end of games and that's michael smith now if you don't know who michael smith is um he is uh he's he's with amazon prime uh in their football coverage he does a great job with them uh and shout out to michael smith he's been he's a very nice guy but if you remember he was also from espn when they did the six with jamel hill and his and hers i've always had a lot of respect for him so uh i, I he and i've kind of like bumped into each other a few times and we have some very friendly conversations so i asked him at the end of this game what did he think of mike tom because you know i told him like hey like this is gonna be a real question this week i was curious what your thoughts are as just a national presence outside the media and i thought he gave some really good perspective but he said listen mike tomlin's great because uh, at things when he says he challenges players to be men and then he gets them to step to step up he says hey i'm not gonna baby you. i'm not gonna babysit you i'm gonna i'm gonna say hey this is the this is the line you gotta come come meet it and he sets that tone and for so many times players have met it in his career and when they do that they're great 
And they're, it, make, it makes the teams better for it. It makes the players better for it. The teams have come together, and it's led to some really good or some great years. But then the question becomes, what happens when they don't do it? Where is the you know, what, what you know? How do you how do you get past that part when you set that challenge? And so many times, and we'll go over some times in a little bit here that I think that really have set up Mike Tomlin's resume on and not just the Super Bowls when he when he just first took over, but also in the 2010s where he's issued those challenges and that's that's allowed the Steelers to finish with with strong with strong seasons of double digit wins in those in those years. But when it doesn't happen, what do you do? And I think that's the unique question the Steelers are facing right now. Because, again, this is unprecedented, not just for the NFL, but especially for Mike Tomlin. The Steelers, whenever they've had a bad loss in Mike Tomlin's tenure, they've always bounced back with a really big win that kind of gets the season back on track. You know, if you you know, you can think back all over, over the years, they've done it multiple times. But in this situation, they just laid two major eggs at a key point of the season where they could have put themselves in the conversation for the one seed. Not that they are super talented to be a one seed, but just mathematically, if they had beaten two 10 loss teams at home, they would have had nine wins, which would tie the, the dolphins and the Ravens going into this weekend for the top records in the AFC. So when you lay eggs like that, you then have to ask, okay, that's his message. That's what he's telling them to meet. That's the, the quote unquote, the standard. What do you do when they don't? I think that that's specifically happening with the offensive side of the ball. And I think that that's where the big question for Mike Tomlin and the future of the Pittsburgh Steelers lies is can that coaching style work to develop a new offense for the Pittsburgh Steelers moving forward? I have more on this and how it relates to the decision to whether or not to fire Mike Tomlin because as you as anyone who watches the show knows, I have never been on the fire Mike Tomlin train. I've, I've put I've put out those fires every time they come up. But I think there's some smoke to that fire right now if this team does not respond to these to these past two losses in a certain way. And I also want to get into how that ties into it, specifically Mike Tomlin and how he coaches offenses and how he how his how his coaching system coaches offenses. I'll explain what I mean by that in a minute here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. Stick with me. I'm Chris Carter. We got a lot, we still got a lot to discuss as far as the decision of how to handle Mike Tomlin and what he needs to do moving forward. But first, I want to remind you this show is also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you can pick more or less on up to, on anywhere between two to six players and get their stat projections and then watch the winnings roll in. That's right. All you're saying is more or less on a stat projection and then that can be how 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 you win how you get your winnings. Prize picks is the fun new daily fantasy game that everyone needs to start playing right now. And with basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball games from the Specials League. And that's a league created specifically to for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, if you want to bet on LeBron James and and Travis Kelsey, they get, they have a they have a combo of 10 and a half combined three-pointers made and receptions made made in their games. You can say more or less in that projection, and then you can watch your winnings roll in on prize picks. A great 
daily fantasy option that you need to try out right now. And prize picks offers you what's called the reboot policy where your entries can stay in play. Even if one of your players gets injured for NFL games and college football, top 25 matchups. If you have a player who exits the game in the first half and doesn't return in the second, that player gets rebooted. Prize picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. Prize picks offers offers weekly promotions and you need to get in on, on all of them. Prize picks covers all the games, NFL, NBA, NHL, college sports, all of that. Get in on it now. Prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. We're back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. We continue my point here about how the Steelers need to handle Mike Tomlin or how he needs to handle things if he wants to stay with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So let me get back to my point about the offense, because again, I think it's about coaching the offense that we're talking about here. And I think going back to this game, the defense, you can see the defense time and time again, make the, the mature responses in games. Even in this game, when they got up 21 points, and that was bad. It's not saying that they deserve a gold star for what they did. But you can at least see in the second half, things change. They addressed things. They shut things down. They, 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 took, they took control. The Patriots didn't score. And that allowed the Steelers offense to at least have a chance to, to, to start the comeback. So there was, that's, I think that's a, that's a part of their leadership. The guys they've developed, the guys that know like, Hey, let's rally around this right now. Let's get this job done. Let's step up. Let's make this happen. And you can see that's absolutely there. And that's part of the Mike Tomlin coaching style where he's not going to baby you. He's not going to say, come on, man, please, man. He's going to be like, Hey, I got an expectation. You got to meet it. That's why I brought you here. And then guys step up and they get to there. So that that culture, it's obviously working for the defense, but it's obviously not working for the offense right now. And I think part of that problem is the offense doesn't have that put your foot down leader. The Steelers defense has all those guys, TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, Mika Fitzpatrick. I even say Landon Roberts has entered into that conversation with, with that, but the way that he's playing and holding things together, I, I keep tweeting out on Landon Roberts for, for president because that dude is just balling. And they need to give that man an extension now. And I'm not saying forever and for huge money, but like I think that that dude is such a glue piece for the future of the defense. And it might only be a couple, you know, two to three years, but he's a good glue piece. Keep him. But about the offense, who's the put your foot down leader that says, the you know, I'm getting it done today. Everyone get behind me. Because defense has like four or five of those. Najee Harris wanted to be that. He's been the captain before, but he wasn't voted captain this year. And he's been an assistant that hasn't really worked to his favor. I think he's tried to galvanize the offense. He's done his, he's done what he can, but it hasn't, you know, it's worked at times, but it hasn't worked to get the offense to be back as a whole. Kenny Pickett was voted to be that leader. He's the team captain, but he's been hurt. And he also just hasn't been good this year. And when you're not good, people don't listen to you when you're giving the rah-rah speech or, you know, people don't want to hear it when you're trying to motivate. Or, you know, you holding other people accountable is not as loud when you have to hold yourself accountable because you're not playing well. And it'd be one thing if you were playing like decent and just not great, but you were holding, holding the line. Kenny Pickett hasn't done that yet. I don't think he's earned that. So it's tough for him to be that leader. Uh, you know, other veterans that you look at, Isaac Sayamalo, James Daniels, they're good players and good veterans, 
but they're not vocal leaders. That's just not their profile. It's not what you. It's not. It's not what they're going to be brought in to do. So you look around. Who are the other veterans that you look at on the on the on the offensive side of the ball? You know, guys like Najee Harris and, and Pat Fryer with the third year players. Maybe they could kind of be. You know, George Pickens is a second year player, and Deontay Johnson. Well, we'll just say no to that. Um, but there's. But you get my point. There's no bona fide leader that can be like plant the flag and say, men get behind me on the offense. And I think that that's part of the problem. And I don't think Tomlin has an answer for that. And that's part of why the offense is stalling beyond the, the schemes, beyond the designs, beyond the preparation and all that stuff. I think that they're that the offense can't look to somebody and say, Hey, get the play done. Get, get let's make a play right here. The defense, for example, the defense, they needed a turnover and Landon Roberts, Perfectly played up situation, tipped the ball. Michael Walker was was in the was in position, caught the ball. That galvanized the team, though this offense didn't score off of that. I think that energized the Steelers and gave them a shot in, in this game. And how many times in, in, in this season and for years have we seen uh you know TJ Watt say, I, you know what? We ain't losing today. Get behind me, boys. How many times have we seen Cam Hayward do that? Mika Fitzpatrick do that. That's my point. Is that this the Steelers defense has those guys and every team needs those guys make no mistake there's no team out there that just gets around with just average joes and 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 just and just yay like you know happy go lucky vibes because we we like our coach because he just runs great screams no you have to have the jimmies and the joes that's where people talk about uh when they say jim this it's the jimmies and the joes not the x's and the o's and the x's and o's are important but not as important as having the right players to to execute them so again I don't think Tomlin has the answer for that for that problem that they have on the offensive side of the ball right now, other than challenging them to be better, which he can still do, which they can still try to meet. And maybe if someone emerges from that at the end of the season, great, that's awesome. But it hasn't been working, and it's been a while now. And you're and you're looking around saying, "Man, what's going to happen here?" So far, it's been a, it's been a failure on offense. And I think Tomlin, you know, there was a period of time where having Todd Haley was a big help because you know what? Todd Haley could dig in someone's butt. I think Todd Haley, you know, for all the rumors about him and Ben Roethlisberger not liking each other, I think part of it was because Todd Haley said, Ben, I know you like to hold on to the ball and that's your whole thing, but you're getting the ball after three seconds, buddy. Or, you know, that that's because that's my job and I'm going to get you to do it. And it made Ben a better quarterback, got him extra time in the league. And I think that Tomlin needs a guy like that to help, especially with developing the quarterback. Either that or he needs a quarterback that's a commander in the room and not just a commander the way Ben was a commander where I think Ben would come on and be like, hey, guys, I'm going to sling it. Let's go make some plays. But a guy who consistently reads defenses and takes things, Ben would have so many off days that it kind of balances why he never got into the real MVP conversations because he couldn't hang with the Rodgers and the Bradys and the Peyton Mannings and the and the guys like that. Great Hall of Fame quarterback, but that's why he never got into that conversation. And I don't think the Steelers even need that kind of quarterback right now. They just need a guy who can who can who can lead. And that's why I think even if it was, you know. 2018 Ben Roethlisberger, this team would be in such a better place because he could play that style. Heck, I think 2005 Ben Roethlisberger, 2007 actually, I'll say 2005 Ben Roethlisberger. I think you know with the way he played in the Super Bowl was pretty bad, but but you get my meaning. Ben Roethlisberger, at different points of his time, would make this team would, would make this team very competitive, as would a lot of different guys. But I think that that's where Tomlin could use another uh, you know a, a leader in the room at the quarterback position. Kenny Pickett looked like he might become that with the with the way we saw him play in the preseason, with the way that he carries himself. He has maturity to his to his answers and he, he and the way he, he likes to lead. But again, 
It don't matter how he likes to lead if he's not leading on the field with his play. And that's been the problem. And it doesn't mean he won't get there. It doesn't mean that I'm dooming him to forever being like that. But let's be real. He's 26 years old. He's dealing with a lot of injuries. He's just he's just gotten a, a surgery and the offense hasn't clicked yet. And yes, maybe he deserves a chance with another offensive coordinator. Uh, but the Steelers can't afford to let that if, if they go into this draft class and it's QB rich, there's a lot of different talents that could be there. And there's one that they don't have to even trade up that much for to get. It was going to be tough to pass up that guy if and give themselves a shot you know, and have two shots at finding their franchise quarterback and Kenny Pickett and whoever they pick. Either way, point is, this is where Mike Tomlin does fall short, is that he does not he does not connect with, I think, the offensive side, side of the ball in trying, unless I mean, he sets that standard and he, he challenges to meet them there, but I don't think he has an answer for when they, when they don't. And that's where I think that this becomes a real question for Art Rooney and the future. Does he think he can win with Mike Tomlin and that coaching style? Because, listen, you could go in a different direction and get an offensive coach, or you if you get the right quarterback at some point, or Kenny Pickett develops into the right quarterback, then you're going to be happy because then you'll have that quarterback play. That, that deficiency won't be there. Mike Tomlin can set that standard. They meet that standard, and then you still have the really top defensive play, and then you're a really good football team, which is what people were waiting to see from Kenny Pickett this year. Because it hasn't happened, I think that's a big reason why they're 7-6 and six and not – Nine and four. But that's where the question becomes in. Do you go in a different direction or do you stick with where you at? There's been a lot of coaches over the years who have been an example of both. You could look at the head coaching hires, uh, or you, you could you could look at uh guys who have who have who have stuck around. Um, you know, because Mike Tomlin, he's more of like a head of state coach. You know, he's gonna he's gonna hold, he's gonna, he's gonna be like the face of the team, he's gonna be the leader of men, and he specializes in defense. He oversees and he leads, and that's generally great when he has the right right players and he makes he makes guys better. Um you know, I you know, and I think that there's there's plenty of examples of that. You can go back to the 2008 and 2010 Super Bowl runs in 2014 when they were seven and five, and the question and the season was in question. They won out, won the division. 2015, they turned a four and four start in, into eleven and five. Went went to the playoffs. Took a series of crazy injuries for them to lose on top of a fifth string running back fumbling that year 2016 they at one point they lost four straight to fall to four and five they won nine straight to go to the afc championship game that year there's plenty of times where mike thomas has, has set that challenge and you've seen it boost teams to, to, to be better and there's been plenty of teams that he's gotten to grow over the years and plenty of players he's gotten to grow over the years and players that he's drafted and not drafted um and at times this season you've seen that he's done that with this team and you need to give him credit for that because there's been plenty of games, tight games, the Packers game, the Titans game, the first Browns game, the Raiders game. There's been games where they've they've, they've played it, they played well, and he, and he owns that. And you got to give him credit for those. But right now, this right now is terrible, and he owns that too. And you got to give him the blame for that. So do both. Give him the credit for the for the good things and the blame for the bad. And I think that's part of the problem with some of these conversations is we, there's some people out here that give him all of the blame and none of the credit. You know who you are. But. There's plenty of people out there that I think have the balance of that conversation. I think those are the people that I'm talking to right now as far as what these problems are. And there's ways to mask up deficiencies without just better personnel. The question is, do the Steelers keep trying to find the better personnel or get a different style? And again, you look at other other franchises that have benefited from sticking around with with their coach with their head coaches. Tom Coughlin for the New York Giants got two Super Bowl rings when he was twice on the hot seat. The third time that he was on the hot seat, they let him go. And and honestly, I felt at the time like, man, Eli Manning still got gas in the tank. They still got talent. 
Getting rid of him is a big mistake, and they've been a laughing stock ever since. You can look at Sean Payton. Had three straight seven and nine seasons. The Saints never blinked. They said, that's our guy. The next four years after that were all division-winning seasons and double digit double digits there. Heck, Pete Carroll had two losing seasons before he won, won a Super Bowl. And heck, Bill Cowher might be the best example. He had three losing seasons before Super Bowl 40, um, and, and, and I think that was a huge part of things. But on the flip side, you're talking about the other side of this going in a different direction. There's plenty of teams right now benefiting. Uh, we don't know if they'll win a Super Bowl, but they're benefiting from new coaches and new direction. And new and, and you got Miami with uh, with uh, Mike McDaniels and what he's doing and the direction that he's taking things in. Doug Peterson, what he's doing with the Jaguars and what he's doing right now. D'Amico Ryan's with the Texans. Granted, D'Amico Ryan's a defensive-led coach, but... You see what I mean when he get when you get a quarterback like CJ Stroud there. So which road do you take? In my book, that has not been a legitimate question before. I think there's been people that have rushed this conversation and said Mike Thomas to blame for things when the Steelers would just be like in the AFC Championship game and he and, and he'd be blamed and they'd say fire him for that. But I think this right now, if you're being real, and I know there's plenty of people out there that that follow me and agree with me about my Tomlin takes and and don't think that Mike Thomas should be fired. And again, I don't think he should be fired right now. But I do think that these losses that are unprecedented, that have never happened before in his tenure or in any other time, frankly, uh, this has to be respected. And that opens the door to this conversation. And so I say this. Let's see how the Steelers finish, because I think that there's precedent for how the Steelers handle this situation in prior years. For example, in 2000. Uh, the Rooney signed Cowher to an extension, and that was despite having three straight non-playoff seasons and there were people that were questioning, what the heck is, is Dan Rooney thinking? Why is he bringing this guy back uh, after after three straight years of no playoffs? Two of those were losing seasons of seven and nine and six and ten, uh, two of the worst records that the Steelers have had in my lifetime. Uh, but Dan Rooney said, you know what? He brought the locker room together at the end of that season. And in 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 uh to this in the 2000 season, they were five and six. They were going down the stretch. They needed they needed to make a push. They had uh, they they were just come off three straight losses. They they finished going three and one or no four and one, and they just missed the playoffs. But that good finish showed that Dan so did Dan Rooney that Bill Cowher still had the locker room, and that's why he kept them on. And then eventually that led to the two, the early 2000s. They brought they brought some defensive talent in. They had Cordell, Tom Max, and then eventually Ben Roethlisberger, and the rest was his history and that's why sticking with bill cower worked out so if tomlin wants to stay he has to have a similar response here and again i'm not saying you know that this is that that that, that uh that this is going to lead to super bowl championships right away but he if he if if the Roonies want to have the same power the same leverage to make the same put the same faith in tomlin that they did cower tomlin needs to give them a strong finish he's got four games left they're they're seven and six and so slightly a better even position than where uh, than where Bill Cowher's team was. Uh, I don't know where they'll be playoff wise come, uh, you know, when this when all, all the things are said and done. But if Tomlin wants wants to make sure that he is uh, in the good graces of the Rooney's and if the Rooney's want to have the, le- the proper leverage, this finish to this season is still important. And you may sit there and think, Chris, it's already over. The season's done. It's over with. They, they can't bounce back from that. People have said that before about plenty of teams, not just the Steelers, but football is a crazy sport and it's a week to week league. The Steelers could very well bounce back and and win and win all next for their next games. They could also lose out. But I think that's where you determine how to handle things with Mike Tomlin. If he keeps the locker room together, if they fight back and you see that they that they're building something there, 
invest in it and say, all right, we need to just get this. T- we need to get the right talent that we need a quarterback that can that can help things. We also need an offensive coordinator and offensive coaches that can that can do the things that Mike Tomlin doesn't have to do because he's handling the head of state business as being the head coach that oversees everything and specializing in defense. You do those things if you see enough there. But if you don't, that's when you ask the tough question and say, do you let Mike Tomlin go? Do you not extend him after this season? And then do you see just ride, ride it out with one year what left on his contract next year? That's a big question. And it's a big, t- it's a big thing for a franchise that's looking, that's looking for some, for, for some positive, positive momentum. They were hoping to have it this year right now. doesn't look like they have it, but that again, that's why these last four games are going to be huge for that conversation. I'm Chris Carter, the locked on Steelers podcast. Follow me on Twitter, and Instagram at Carter critiques, read my work at the Pittsburgh post Gazette and find me here on the locked on Steelers podcast, Monday through Friday, every single week. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll be back Monday. I got a lot to do. I'm covering pit basketball for the Pittsburgh Post Gazette on Saturday. Might do a little bit of pit volleyball because they're in the Elite Eight as well. Uh, but get all my coverage there. If you, if you let me know what you think of my comments here and what you think about the Mike Tomlin situation, I'll be happy to to try and chop it up with y'all. Again, follow me on X, Twitter, whatever at Carter Critiques. I'll talk with y'all then later here, and I'll see you again Monday right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Mm-hmm.